This is How to Be a Mortgage Broker, where we investigate the mortgage topics you need to accelerate your business and become an expert in this dynamic industry. Good morning, everybody. I'm very excited uh, for this podcast today. Oh, we've been looking forward to this all week. We have Matt Imhoff here from... Well, he's he's a broker. He's an educator. He's done multiple MPC symposiums. You probably recognize him if you're a newbie from the latest newbie broker symposium. Um, he specializes in interest rate differential penalties and helping people understand them and what they mean and how we can implement them in our business. It's so important. And I'm so excited. Welcome, Matt. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, this is the first time we're actually meeting in person. So it's, it's exciting. And uh, I mean, I don't know a ton about you, so if you would just uh, enlighten our audience as to where you, where you come from, I know you're you're over in Vancouver, and just a yeah. little bit of a background and what so why I, you do what you do. I'm from Winnipeg originally. I moved out to Victoria, BC, in 2005 with the Navy. So I spent about uh, I'm still in the reserves, uh, but I spent about 10 years sailing out of uh, CFP Esquimalt. So as far north as Alaska, as far south as Guatemala. And then I remember having like an epiphany while I was sailing and being like, I, I don't want to be like when I have a family, I don't want to be away. Like the military is good money, but it's, and so I did the broker course and I became a broker and, you know, it, it, it takes a while before you build a good book of business and people trust you. And, uh, and so I, I'm married my wife, Jen. So great name, Jen with two N's. We have, we live in Vancouver. We need more space. We're, my office is currently <laughs> this tiny little den, uh, but it works for now. And um, with two daughters, a two-year-old named Madeline and a four-month-old named Isabel. So they keep us very busy. Luckily, uh, uh, they've decided to go for a walk, so we don't have to hear them too much in the background. Because I'm sure if people hear them, they're going to want them to come and uh, hear what they have to say about mortgages and that. And it tends to be... Um, we're at the potty humor stage, so <laughs> so I guess it would, it would it would go well, right? So yeah, they they can be pretty crappy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's first go back to where before we start, I guess interest rate differential, so penalties in general. What got you thinking about those and kind of specializing in those? What problem arose where you thought this nobody talks about this stuff? Well, I, it's interesting. Like, are you familiar with the the monkey banana experiment where they where they spray them with water, and then there's the bananas? So you no. look at it like when you're a brand new broker. What do they say? Don't quote a mortgage penalty. Why? Because it ends up changing. The client blames you. Like, leave it up to the bank. Leave it up to them to quote. But what do the banks do? They only quote you your penalty for that day, and then they say that it can change. There's a variety of factors. So you think about it, it's like, okay, well, you know, if you know what the factors are and you can kind of play with them, like how many months mm-hmm. remaining or the balance or the interest rate that they're comparing, you should have a pretty good idea of what your penalty is today and how it changes next month and the following month. And so I, I spent some time thinking about it and being like, well, if you get a client that gets a penalty quote of $3,000, do you really want to start doing all the work if next week the penalty is 20000 and how mm-hmm. many brokers get that payout statement and they look at it and go and say, well, what did I miss? What changed? And now 
can they really f- have that client go through with a refinance if their penalty is now $17,000 more than what it was? So I thought about it. So I, I took a, I took one of those amortization spreadsheet calculators and I basically had it where I did the calculation for every single month. So like the balance would decrease a little bit. I could mm-hmm. put in what the posted rates or the comparison rates were. And then I could effectively plot out the penalty over the entire 60 month term using mm-hmm. the variables that I know. Like you think about it, we give clients an amortization summary. We know how much their balance is going to be four years from now on a fixed rate mortgage. Mm-hmm. So if we know what their balance is, we know how a month goes month to month. We know how um, the rates that the lender's using, we know their similar term chart. We should have a pretty good idea of what causes things to change and where it spikes. So that was kind of my big eureka moment in which mm-hmm. I'm looking at this and saying, it's like, if we know how it's going to change, we also know how rates need to change in order to minimize that penalty. And that's where, you know, you notice that the, a lot of lenders are stacking the deck against the client and the client doesn't know it. And then once they've had the mortgage for seven months or a year and they get a quote, they're shocked that their penalty is so big. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should touch briefly on the on the two different kinds of penalties that we do run into. The way I explain it to clients is there's the two different types. Um, you're gonna you're gonna generally, and I always say generally, run into the interest rate um, differential when you're in a fixed. Um, mortgage, and you're generally going to be at a three month interest penalty when you're in a variable, guys. So, the reason a lot of people sell the variable and it's an easy sale is you can always just tell the clients, you know, in case anything happens. Because right now, I think a lot of people aren't buying, you know, what they're going to be in for forever. They realize this is a ladder and they're going to be jumping, you know, a couple of houses before they're in the ones that they love. So, what I usually tell my clients, anyways, is that the, the three month interest um, penalty is it's it's one of the guarantees of a variable, right? Which the variable is not guaranteed. Um, and of course, we're getting everyone calling saying now, but that that's the one thing you can guarantee is that you're not going to have a massive penalty. And I know that some lenders do need to tack on a reinvestment fee, right? Because the bank needs to get that little bit more. But that security blanket is something you can offer in in a type of product that's not very secure in a lot of people's minds. Um, so there's so there's that the variable you'll be looking at the three month interest penalty, and then the complex. Um, IRD penalty where you get people coming and losing, you know, losing sleep and and all upset about it is when they come back from their bank and they have a $22,000 penalty. And that's, that's really the one that is, it has so many variables and that Matt is going to kind of dissect for us as, as best as he can. But that's the one that you run into with um, whenever you're taking a fixed term. So essentially there's the two yeah. different types and they're based on the two different um, types of mortgages that you put your clients into. So what, what I like to say is, is for fixed that you get interest rate and payment security. You know, we give you the amortization summary. We know how much is going towards interest and principal on every single payment throughout the entire term. It's mm-hmm. there. Might be off by a couple cents or if you make some extra payments, that's going to change. But what you don't have is prepayment penalty certainty. With variable, you have uncertainty when it comes to your payments, if it's adjustable rate. You have uncertainty when it comes to how much interest it's gonna you're going to end up paying. But you have that s- security, the certainty of three months interest 
And and that's the thing. Like I, I look at a prepayment penalty as the lender's return policy. Let's pretend we work at the gap. We're selling sweaters. We would know how much time someone has to return that and get all their money back, store credit. And we'd tell them around the holiday season, don't bring it back on Boxing Day because it's crazy. And and it, 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 you look at it, people understand return policies for a sweater better yeah. than the return policy for the biggest purchase that they're ever going to make. And brokers sell these products without fully understanding it. Lenders let us sell these products without us fully understanding it. And it's overly complex. And it's the definition is right there in the mortgage loan agreement that so many brokers haven't read. And so for me, I felt this is like, Part of my mission is to go and educate because like, I don't care what the client ends up choosing as long as they know what their options are. Hey, you might have a $40,000 penalty a year from now, two years from now. They want the five-year fix. They can't talk them out of it. It just really comes down to it where we, we get paid so well for what we do. We need to know more about the products that we're selling. I love that. It makes so much sense. And it, I kind of wanted to go back to reaching out to you last week with the question that I had with the fixed rates on the rise right now. How is that going to affect prepayment penalties or the IRD penalty at, at a big bank, for example? Are they going to, is it going to end up defaulting to a three months interest penalty or is it still going to be an IRD? I would say it's highly improbable or impossible that their penalty will be three months interest, like at the midterm of their mortgage. But how have the posted rates changed? What's the highest the four-year posted rates been? The three-year, the two-year? And then with that, you can really go and see, okay, well, you know, the four-year doesn't crack 4%. Therefore, we're going to have an IRD. And that's where like breaking things down. And to give you an example, and, and this is why it's important for brokers to look at clients' annual mortgage statements, you know, mm-hmm. um, Scotia, for example, has a really great annual mortgage statement where they actually calculate what your penalty would be if you broke right on the day that you receive your annual statement. So I have one client where one year into a one, a five-year 1.79% fixed with Scotia, and Scotia is saying if they were to break, they would have a penalty of 3.6% wow. Wow. of their balance. So you look at it, they give this 300 grand back at 1.79% with four years left and they're charged pretty much 11 grand for the lender to go and turn around and lend it out at 3%, 2.89%. So that's where looking at this. Now, obviously it's great that they don't have to, I mean, Scotia Step is a great product. We can just increase the, the, the global limit, but you know, we're going to have people that thought they did the right thing to lock into a big bank five-year fix a year ago. Yeah. And if interest rates going up causes them to, you know what, maybe I should sell my place. It's worth a hundred, 150, 200 grand more than what I think it'll ever be worth. Uh, they're going to be surprised when they get their penalty quotes and it's going to end up costing them a lot more than if they would have gone variable had the interest rate hikes and then sold and paid a three month interest penalty. So sometimes what you think is the right move isn't necessarily the right move because so that's really what I'm really trying to educate brokers and educate clients to go and say, there's, there's multiple decisions to be made. 
And if you focus too much on interest rates, you might end up paying so much more in your penalty and it's going to hurt. And we want to avoid that. That's the irony of it though, isn't it? It's like, when when are the penalties low when it comes to fixed rates? Because rates have been diving, you know, yeah. and the IRD has been high. So you would think naturally, and any client would probably think naturally, well, of course, if they go up, they can't be as high. But it's like you just realize that this this whole game is set up for the customer to fail. And so we have to come in there and make sure that they, you know, understand and protect them as much as we can. By taking, you know, so you have the client there, their rate is 2%. They got a 2.79% discount. So their five-year posted when they got the mortgage was 4.79. Okay, so let's take that 4.79. And then now a year later, let's say that the four-year posted is 3.79. So instead of factoring in the discounts and comparing the five-year minus the discount to the four-year minus the same discount, just forget about the discount. Take the five-year and compare it to the four-year. That's a difference of 1%. You have four years remaining. 4%, your penalty will be around 4% of your balance. You know, we were just talking about posted rate in order to calculate the IRD. Are there lenders like monoline lenders, for example, who don't use posted rates, who use the discounted rate in order to calculate those penalties? And same with variable. Um, do they use the the posted variable rate or do they use the discounted variable rate that you have? Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll tackle variable quickly. So some lenders use Prime. That was a surprise, hey, whenever they started doing that, because that's pretty recent. And I remember calculating a penalty for a client and, okay, your rate is prime minus a half. So I took that percent times the balance three months and we're out. And then it came back higher. And then you go over the commitment in detail and you you realize they're using prime, which is it's becoming quite common. Hey, you look at it three months interest doesn't say which interest rate. No. So uh, you look at it. Um, MCAP, RMG, RFA, uh, National Bank, CIBC, they all use Prime. Three months interest at Prime. So maybe they're offering you a slightly lower variable rate, but, you know, your penalty might be 25 30 35% more breaking a three months interest at Prime versus some of the discounts we're seeing Prime minus one, minus 1.1. And then if there's a reinvestment fee, like you you could have it where the penalty is 60, 70% higher with one lender versus the other. So I've had it with some clients where, you know, I match the rate that their existing lender is offering, but I'm saying, hey, if you sell in two years, this is going to save you three, two grand, three grand, because here's the rate that they're going to use. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's, that's a good thinking versus staying with their current lender, maybe getting even a lower rate. In our industry, there's terminology that trips people up. Like if you look at the, so banks use posted rates, monolines will use posted rates or reinvestment rates. They don't use a discount. So like if you get your commitment from RMG, it's not 4% with a 2% discount for a contract rate of 2%. They'll just say, here's your, your five-year fixed contract rates. And then they'll post what they're, you know, they're, what they're, four year, the three year, the two year, the one year. So for the, for those monolines, the rates that they compare are the actual rates that they offer. So the idea is that if they go and say, and, and sometimes you'll see some lenders that will have really low three year, two year, one year, just so it creates a bit of a, a greater difference that creates a bigger penalty. 
but those are the rates that they're using. And then they tend to, to have it based on the product. So if it's insured, you have your insured rates, insurable and conventional. So, so just kind of knowing, and at least for that with the mono lines is if interest rates do creep up, it's pretty much certain your penalty is going to be three months interest because the four year, the three year, the two year, the one year are going to be at least close or greater than what your, your initial contract rate is. Because they're using the actual contract rates rather actual than rates that they're offering. Okay. Right. Some lenders, their reinvestment rates are imaginary rates, just kind of like yeah. posted rates for banks are imaginary. Like nobody, yeah. they're just, nobody would ever take a, them in the right mind. Um, so, so I look how I look at it is if, if the comparison, so if the posted rates are inflated, it can trigger a big penalty or the reinvestment rates are deflated. So like a lender like Marathon uses the, the bond yields plus a, like 0.9%. So there, mm. you can typically see a gap. So unless the bond yields go up 0.4, 0.5%, you're probably looking at a at an IRD penalty. It's like you need more to happen uh, before mm. it becomes that three months interest. So if we look at the big banks, it's not going to happen where you have three months interest your entire term. The monolines, most of the monolines, rates go up a little bit. It's going to be three months interest. Just looking at these things. So like for me, the only five-year fixed products that I sell are the monoline. Mm-hmm. It's it's the first time home buyer that just, you know, it'll just, their head will explode if you go through everything with variable or adjustable rate or whatever. And it's like a happy medium. I know they're not going to get into trouble with their penalty. I know they can afford the payment, but anyone conventional, it's, 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 they're variable. Mm-hmm. Um, other things to consider as well is, Maybe maybe a four year post maybe a four year fixed rate is better, especially with the big banks, because you'll notice that the largest difference is between the five year and the four year when it comes to the posted rates. Yeah, and I usually find too so far with any comparisons I've been running with fixed versus variable, it's not really until the fourth year in the end of the fourth year that they really start saving money. If yeah, if if the rates are as as wide, you know, if there's as wide of a spread as there is right now. So assuming rates go up 10 times over the next five years, it even then it's looking like they don't really save money in the fixed until the fourth year because they're able to put so much down on the principal in the, in the early mm-hmm. stages that it kind of, they break even for, for the first four years. As well as people have a bad job uh, looking at a weighted average, so like half the time below the five year fixed and half the time above. There's mm-hmm. people that it's like there's this fear about their rate being 4% variable, like right before maturity, in which you're yeah. like, okay, but it's for such a short period of time. They they feel like to win on variable, their rate has to stay below the current five-year fix the entire term. And that's not and that's not the case. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'm wondering, like, how are you helping brokers right now? through this because it is a whole lot to understand, especially given like you've just mentioned five or six different types of rules for different types of lenders, different ways to calculate. And then that's not even to mention like who's been tracking. I haven't been tracking so far the posted rate at the time my clients took their mortgage on. So, you know, is that something I should be tracking? That's, that's something you should be tracking a hundred percent. 
Yeah, I think it's really timely that you're putting the course on at the end of the month because personally, the anxiety that I've felt over the last few weeks with the Bank of Canada, with the news and clients calling, I know that I've put 98% of my clients in variable rates since I started Mm -hmm. last June. And so in my mind, I've always been thinking and waiting for this moment where I'm going to have to start having these conversations and I want to be prepared to handle it in a very professional way and in a way that they know that I'm not just I don't have just like a blanket statement for everybody who's in a variable that it's going to be specific to them. And like you said, Matt, asking them the, you know, knowing what their current rate is, the posted, like all of this information and being just basically having the ammo of a course like this during this time where potentially, you know, the variable rates are going to be on the rise. And these are conversations like we need to be ready to, to tackle and being able to have a, a clear and concise um, explanation about, about what they should do or what their options are, I think is just majorly beneficial. Mm -hmm. It's like you've done the work for us, you know, because it's, it's very detailed, especially when you pulled in, you know, the comparative rates, because there are so many different kinds. So, I mean, definitely we're, we're grateful that you're doing this work and, and doing all the complex calculations and then also offering um, our listeners a discount on your course, which we're very excited about. So, yes. Yeah. So if you, if you listen this far, you'll hear the promo code. Matt has been so kind and gifted our listeners uh, $30 off the course. So this is limited to the first hundred people uh, that, that subscribe. Um, It's going to be rate rise 22 is the promo code. So it's all lowercase rate R A T E rise R I S E 22 for the promo of the $30 off that course. I'm super excited about me too. And he's arming us with so much ammunition because you guys know our phone's going to be off the hook and texts are going to be coming in and it's always a short text. Hey, should I lock in? And it's like, they don't even realize the loaded question they're asking. So you have to spend as much time as the client needs. Because you don't mm-hmm. want them to think you've forgotten about them. And that's mm-hmm. where for here, like, what I'm really hoping to do is have it where, hey, there's that announcement. Send an email out to all your clients. Hey, you know what? Um, rates are going up. If you want to book a call, we can go through the options and what's available. Mm-hmm. But just having it where you take that 10, 15 minutes, you know, they have four years, two months left. You know, they're with a big bank, you basically say your option is stay the course or lock into a five-year. Here's the five-year rate. Here's how your payment changes. Let's estimate the interest a bit over the course of the next whatever period of time. Here's the penalty risk of the five-year and just have it where they know if they're going to do anything that they reach out to you first. You really Mm -hmm. just don't want to alienate your clients where they feel that they need that second opinion from, you know, Joe at the bank who goes and says, yeah, I've, I've had so many people call about locking in, you're doing the right thing. And then just the path of them locking in, and then you have it where something changes and they reach out and they've done this without your expert advice. You want to have it where if they're locking in, one that you've, you know, don't let them lock in unless you've taken this course that we're offering. Um, but two, that you're aware of, of what they're committing to and, and like we said about the RBC example, is if they do lock in that big bank five-year fixed, um, they have up to six months where you could reach out to them and go and say, hey, I know you locked in. I just want to reconfirm that everything is the same as it was 
four months ago. Here's how we've seen maybe there's been another interest rate increase since then. And you can just go and say, look, like your penalty does not go up until this date here. If anything has changed, we need to do something about your existing mortgage. Otherwise, between month seven and 48, here's what you're looking at. Yeah. And you want to talk about, you know, client experience and being there for your client. Like this is a, this is a whole extra touch point for you to have a, a professional one. I mean, posting the thing on your Facebook, that rates have gone up. You're you've reached out to every one of your clients. that's in a variable, let them know you're thinking of them, let them know that you've got their back and that you're going to look into this for them and see how that it's going to affect mm-hmm. them specifically. I mean, that's, that's what that's what we want to do, right? For our clients, we want to be that person so that they're not going to call and lock in without talking to Jen or Jamie or Matt first, because they know that we will will do their best to investigate this and their options for them. With the course, what we're really trying to do is help brokers to identify the rates and variables that are in play so they can look at a rate sheet and go and say, there's a big gap between the five-year and the four-year. We're not going to that gap isn't going to shrink in too much. Therefore, I know that there's there's a significant penalty if they take the five year fix. Um, to give you an example, to give you an example, uh, the story of the, the woman in Toronto, the realtor that had the thirty thousand dollar TD penalty. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that story? Mm-hmm. So, uh, at that time, the the difference between the five year and the four year posted was one point four percent. If she would have taken the the four year fixed instead of the five year, what do you think her penalty would have been? Less. Her her, her penalty would have been three months interest. No, yeah. that's oh. crazy. We looked through the historical rate sheets and we went and saw that. So, wow. But you look at it. Does anyone come in and ask what's the four year? What's your best four year no. fixed? She sold before the posted rates really started to die. Like she sold. At the beginning of the pandemic, I think it was like March, April and that. And you'll notice we saw some rates come down, but the posted rates with the banks are always slower to react. Like right now, we just see them whittling away at that discount. It used to be you got a 3% discount. So Mm -hmm. 4.79 minus 3%, 1.79% five-year fixed with whoever. Now it's 4.79 minus 1.79% discount but effectively those mortgages have the same penalty if they have the same remaining term the only thing that's different is how what three months interest is and how your payments impact you paying down your mortgage principal that's that's really the only difference so so i think the main takeaway is the whole game is stacked against the clients and we need to take matt's course because he's going to make you smart and brilliant. And um, I think I've never met Matt before. Honestly, this is this has been really great because you just you just see how much he cares. So I know you guys aren't watching him right now, but he's he's a guy who cares. And, and I think that's just fantastic in our industry. And I think that's that leads to success and helping others. And I'm so excited for this course. I'm definitely signing up. I'm going to be one of your 100. And I think all of our listeners can pack that, right, guys? Because we're getting hundreds of downloads a week. We're going to definitely use up all those discount codes. Yeah. So thank you so much for offering that to our people. You're, you're, you're welcome. And part of it, all brokers, whether you're a newbie or you're an experienced mm-hmm. broker, I believe can learn something from this course. And it's, I might talk about these things here, but really what we're trying to deliver is 
a written course with on, on ongoing access. So the idea is if I go through a specific term or explanation, it's written out. And then I'll be creating, there'll be videos that you can go and watch that pertain to that particular subject. So maybe, maybe you're, you, it takes watching something a couple times before you truly grasp the concepts. Yeah. Yeah. If we're in going through the course and we're working through these things ourselves, it's always better to have to work through a problem a bit on your own. When you look at it, the only way you avoid a mortgage penalty is never breaking your mortgage. When we're doing the simplified calculations, and that's what we'll be going through in the course, the simplified calculation tends to be higher by about maybe 7 to 9%. So mm-hmm. if let's say I, I the simplified calculation said your penalty was 10 grand, mm-hmm. the actual payout, if it was on that date, there might be like 9,100. Mm-hmm. Part of it is with the actual definition that let's say you break with like three years left, they're factoring in that each payment would reduce the balance. And so for here, I'm, I'm ed- like, I'm educating people on the simplified calculation. So the idea is you'd go and say, here's the simplified calculation maybe we can round it down a little bit at this point in time exactly at this point in time so (laughs) so some lenders like td bank they have it on the annual mortgage statements that if before your client requests a payout if they ask for the 15 percent prepayment privilege to be applied so let's say the client's planning on paying out their mortgage at the end of february if before the payout's been ordered, if they contact TD and say they'd like to take advantage of their prepayment privilege, 15%, they don't need to have the money. But when the payout's generated, it'll factor in that prepayment privilege that they are able to um, exercise. That's incredible. And on the flip side, there are some that don't, right? Yeah, there's some say that you can't, you know, you look at these things that that's the value of a broker. Right. That's a value of a broker, even if the clients didn't get their mortgage with you. I like that. I want to ask too, because like one of the horror stories that I've heard since I started out um, is people getting sued for even just supplying the client with the payout statement from the lender that ended up being different when they ended up closing. So how can we, I guess... Yeah. Well, that's where it's important to understand how long the payout statements are valid for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, because you're putting you're putting your expected payout date. So, like a lender like TD, they're mm-hmm. valid for up to thirty days. So that's where you have more wiggle room. And and I I tell people I'm like the you payouts where it's kind of set in stone, provided you meet that deadline. Mm-hmm. Because with Scotia, it's valid for two weeks, ten business days. You know, so you're selling your place. Two weeks later, penalties going up. Oh, they've asked if we can get if we can give an extension. That's where before you go and say yes, you talk to your broker who looks through and goes and says, "Well, what could go and change?" Okay, we can give one week. Oh, if we're going to give two weeks, here's how our penalties change. Or if we're going to give two weeks and we have to, or they've given more money, maybe we pay the penalty early and go into an open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I can speak for everyone um, in that I've learned so much in this past hour and the tips that you've given us, even just with the payout statements, how long they're they're going to stay active and, and, and we're able to rely on them and the prepayment tip for the banks. I think that's incredible. And this is just touching on, uh, I guess, 
what the course is going to offer. So I'm super excited. I, I think we should get together, you know, in a couple months and just kind of put all this um, educated theory to to the test and see what's happening because we all know rates are going to be going up. So why don't we get together, you know, in, in the summer, maybe, you know, July, August, uh, we're going to invite you back and Matt, Jamie and Jen are going to dissect what's happened in the spring. You're welcome. This was fantastic. I really, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank have you. a great see day, guys. guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to How to Be a Mortgage Broker podcast. If you have suggestions for upcoming episodes or would like to be featured on the show, please email jamie at mortgagesbyjamie.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at mortgagesbyjamie.com. You can find me, Jamie, on the daily brokering out of Kamloops, BC. Jen Marks is based out of Vancouver Island, where her career is thriving as she's raising her family, enjoying the beauty of the nature that surrounds her there. If you like the podcast, please click subscribe and rate us on Apple or iTunes. 